I opened those four locations, I was sitting in my 1800 Victorian style home uh, with my big leather back chair and the pockets of the door slid into the wall, beautiful chandelier, hardwood floor, marble fireplace, still in my 20s feeling like I was on top of the world. And I get a phone call. And the young lady on the other end says, Mr. Omar, there's a man here saying, give me all the money out of the register. I said, oh my God, are you being robbed? I said, give him, you know, don't hesitate. Do not hesitate. Your life is more important. And she said, no. He said he's with the Internal Revenue. Suno at the SBA's 101 Women Conference. It's the second annual conference. I'm standing here with Mr. Aziz, and he is going to share with us a little bit about legacy and what it means wow. to him. Thank you for letting me share legacy with you. Girl. Oh, Mr. Omar Aziz, that little teaser you gave me before, yes. you know you have a lot of legacy to tell us about. Well, I must say this. Let me start out by saying I have been working with Southern University for 27 years and working with students and seeing them transform from the knowledge that we share because it's an exchange in education has really been a blessing. Prior to coming to Southern University, my dad had a pie company. He was known as Omar the Pie Man around the city. He would walk the streets with his basket. And prior to starting this pie business, he was a merchant marine. He traveled the world. And it was in Indonesia that he contracted malaria. And the doctors kept saying, Omar, Omar bin Abdulaziz. Omar, Omar bin Abdulaziz. Omar, Omar bin Abdulaziz, as they resuscitated him. And he lived. I was the last born in the family. So they named me Omar Ibn Aziz. My other brothers are Joseph, Alvin, Grover, Doris, and they have a good old Irish last name, Shannon. So I always thought I was from a different tribe. I thought, Papa, I thought yeah, I thought Papa was truly a rolling stone, right? But he told me this story one day, just as my mother was asking me to help her to bake some pies and cakes for Jazz Fest, because my dad came back from sea. They started this pie company before I was born. And when I was 13, my mother said, Omar, I need you to help me to bake some products for Jazz Fest. I said, Mom, come on. My dad is a pie man? 
you give me a name like Omar Aziz, now you want me to bake pies and cakes? I said, I had an attitude. I said, I'm not doing that. And just as I said, I'm not doing that, that's where the real impact of legacy came in because my dad was standing behind me. And I was bracing myself because I thought I was going to get it. So I slowly turned around and he had tears in his eyes. Never seen my dad cry. So it, it hit me, I wonder why he's crying. Then he told me, he said, I don't want to lose you to the streets. You're my youngest boy. You have two brothers that are old enough to be your dad. Your mother had you, she thought she was going through menopause. It was you. So we don't want to lose you. That was a heck yeah. of a menopause. That was a heck of, heck of a menopause, right? So he said, look, I'll give you a dollar for each product you make. I said, a dollar? I said, okay, dad, I'll do it. Got up that morning, went to the commissary. We had a commissary adjacent to our home, to, home where we could do 3,000 pies a day. I'm 13. So I figured, I looked at that big Hobart oven, double deck, that Blodgett oven, the Hobart mixer, the work tables, and I said, wow, I can't do this by myself. So I hired two friends from the neighborhood, right? I put one here, one here, one here, and I put on the music, and we had a rhythm, $1, $2, $3, and we made 3,000. I had a chance to go to the Jazz Fest, see people pay two, I was able to keep one, made three thousand dollars in one weekend i say call me the pie man the pie right. man i say call me the pie man the pie right. man right so that became you, the Dave. legacy and then when i came to college at the university of new orleans i started studying other entrepreneurs in the food industry there was a guy who took dead chicken, fried in grease. He had a company called Chicken on the Run in St. Bernard Parish. It went bankrupt. And he was looking at a cartoon one day, and the guy was eating spinach. Cartoon character name was Popeye, right? So he said, hmm, I'm gonna call my next chicken business Popeye's. And he built a $453 million chicken business. Then I read about a guy who took two all beef patties, special sauce, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. How you remember that? You can't forget it. It was programmed. Yeah. Repetition, right? And built a billion dollar business on bread and meat. Then I read about a guy who took a cookie and built a $90 million cookie business. That name Famous Amos. So I said, Dad, we're gonna create our legacy around pies. So in 1982, I opened a test market location, developed color schemes, logos, and systems that were transferable. The first year, a guy walked in by the name of Barry Wood and said, young man, I like what you're doing here. A gentleman by the name of Daryl Berger just purchased an old abandoned brewery up the street, and on the third floor, we're gonna put a food court. And get this, called Jack's Fest. And when he said Jack's Fest, I had deja vu. Jazz Fest, one weekend, Jack's Fest, 52 weeks in a year times 3,000, where do I sign up? And I opened my first location 
and yes. did a hundred and sixty thousand dollars in a hundred and forty-four square feet. So as a I, young man, as a, at twenty-two, then I opened in Canal Place at the foot of Canal Street, where Sachs and Brooks Brothers is located. Then the following year, opened in Riverwalk. Riverwalk is owned by the Rouse Company, Faneuil Hall in Boston, South Street Seaport in New York, in the heart of Baltimore. So I said, this is where we're gonna leave a legacy. But they didn't stop there, because that was a physical pie. But I knew that there was something else that I needed to do in this life. So I'm the only surviving member of my immediate family now. Everybody's deceased. So before my mom dad died, on her deathbed, I said, Mom, I will continue your legacy. Don't worry. My dad, the same thing. So for the last 20 years, I've been teaching entrepreneurship education. And it's called PI, Participating in Entrepreneurship. And get this, you're gonna like this, Doc. There are four components to human life. There's a physical life, one body from the cradle to the grave. There's an intellectual life. The more you know, the more you earn. There's an emotional life. Don't let people press your emotional buttons. And there's a spiritual life. And it just so happened to spell P-I-E-S. That is our legacy. So I love the concept of pie, the emotional component, and then the spiritual component especially. And I feel when you're talking the weight of carrying this legacy, that everyone's gone and then you made a promise to your mom. So in the 20, in this century, 22, year 2022, 2021, everyone is taking their businesses and they're trying to pivot. So I know from the time that this legacy began and you took over, there had to be some changes to now. Can you tell me about those? began and you took over, there had to be some changes to now. Can you tell me about those? Yeah, um, so after I opened those four locations, I was sitting in my 1800 Victorian style home uh, with my big leather back chair, the pockets of the door slid into the wall, beautiful chandeliers, hardwood floor, marble fireplace still in my 20s feeling like I was on top of the world. And I get a phone call. And a young lady on the other end says, Mr. Omar, there's a man here saying, give me all the money out of the register. I said, oh my God, are you being robbed? I said, give him, you know, don't hesitate. Do not hesitate. Your life is more important. And she said, no. He said he's with the Internal Revenue. An Internal Revenue? She said yes. So I put the phone down, the next door call, and then the third store call. So it was my lucky year that year because we had received $1.5 million worth of publicity. I was good at doing grand openings, I was good at opening stores, I was good at putting some marketing infrastructure in place. But I failed to watch the cash flow strategically and critically. 
and I got behind on my taxes. And that year, I was the poster child for the Internal Revenue. So now they're part of my life story. You know, the, those Your that, legacy. Those legacy. My legacy is IRS, right? So that was a pivotal point in creating the legacy and running the business. So then I began to say, okay, I need to focus on systems. It's all about the numbers, tracking the accounting, the P&Ls. So I took a deeper dive into the business of the business, right? It was good to know how to bake and you know create products, but if you're not pricing those products correctly, if you're not watching your cash flow, paying those taxes, and paying those taxes are important. So that was a turning point. I lived out the leases, and then I got a call from a friend of mine who was in education, and she said, "We're starting this program." under the Clinton administration called the Asset for Independence Act is to get people out of poverty and it was called IDA and we would like you to run the IDA program and I said well, what is an IDA I'm thinking our IRA right individual retirement account she said no it's the individual development account is where we take people who have been underserved we give them a skill right then we teach them financial literacy once they get a job so that they don't go to bling bling quick cash. They open up a bank account and start saving. If they save a thousand, we'll give them four. We'll match it four to one. Yeah, it's called IDA. For a home, because that's an asset, right? To go back to school, because that's an asset. Or to start a business. I said, I would love to run that program. So. Mr. Burroughs hired me as the IDA manager for the New Orleans Jobs Initiative. And, and it's I, under the city? It's under the city. That initiative has passed. It was a $40 million initiative, but you still have IDA programs in the city. Um, and it's designed to break the cycle of poverty. So that was a, a period of transitioning from the edible pie to teaching people how to get a piece of the pie. The business courses here at Southern University are nine credit courses, so you don't have to be enrolled in the university. The first course is called PI, Participating in Entrepreneurship. The second course is Business uh, Systemization. We have a course called the Business Plan Accelerator, which is all about business planning. And then the last course is Small Business Accounting, which focuses in on the numbers. All those systems integrate, just like the systems of the body. You have a nervous system, you have a reproductive system. So we use the human anatomy also to teach business principles. And yet we're one. And yet we're one. We need all of those systems to work together. Absolutely. To make this thing Absolutely. work. This and you need all thing. the systems of your business working together to make your business work. So you're online, you're just inside oh, the yeah. classroom, people can zoom in from other areas, or is it just for New Orleans? It's for the globe. For the globe. It's intellectualcdc.com. Intellectual Intellectual CDC. CDC. It stands for Intellectual Capital Development Corporation. Right. com. And for those who are struggling with their, their, their business ideas and have limited funds, my parents always taught me as part of a legacy, you don't have to sell everything you create. So I created a website called Pi Interactive. 
and it's pieinteractive.com. It's a free site. You get the 12 recipes for small business success, and each recipe is a learning module. And you finish the first four, you produce a PLP, a personal life plan. In the personal life plan, you have to develop a plan for your physical life, for your intellectual life, for your emotional life, and for your spiritual life. Before you even get to running a business, you gotta manage this business. Right? So the now you're building very sound entrepreneurs. Sound who won't be blown about by things that are going on in life because yeah. emotionally they're sound and then spiritually they have something that centers them. Absolutely. And let's face it, they're a universal principle. How many days in the week? Seven. We can't we don't have eight. How many months in a year? Twelve. Yeah. How don't do ask we, me no more math. Yeah. <laughs> don't ask you any more math. What's K plus A plus C equals E to the third? But let me show you. You know this one, right? So we're going to close on this note because this is part of the legacy. What do, we, what do you acquire year after year in the school environment that starts with a K? Knowledge. Knowledge, yes. See, I'm educating, pulling out of you what you already know, right? Everything we need to know is already in us. We got to just pull it out. The K is for knowledge. But knowledge is no good unless you put it into A. Action. Yes. He knows you're yes. smart. Though. Yes. You are smart. Yes. And then we got it. Yes. So now you got knowledge, you put it into action, but you can't put it into action for one year or two years. You have to make a long term that C. Long term commitment. Yes. And so that's what legacy is. That's what it's legacy a is. Commitment. It's a commitment. It's a lifetime commitment. And that equals E to the third. Economic, one E. Empowerment, two E's for you. And you, the entrepreneur. So economic empowerment is just the byproduct of having a legacy, keeping a dream alive, and fueling that dream. Being consistent getting the right tools that you need so that you don't fall into that section of people who end up giving their legacy, their wealth to the IRS and to other agencies. So we've just had this wonderful discussion that really is about money and your legacy. So there's no money to fuel your legacy, then these are just stories because there's nothing to be left behind. So I've been encouraged by this whole conversation of the transitioning of his family business to a young kid who had a vision, the fall of that business, and then the outcome of what tragedy does in your life. It doesn't weaken us or destroy us. It comes as a tool. And so today, Mr. Omar just really reinforced for me how important that failure, not getting it right the first time, can be in your life. So we're not looking every single day to do things absolutely right and never experience failures or fall. What we're looking for is the pivot. How do I recover and how do I get the right tools to ensure that I have the knowledge to run a business and I have the support? And like they say in church, I submit to you that the man of the hour Mr. Omar Aziz can teach you how to build a business, 
how to create a lasting legacy and how not to have your employees call you and say the IRS is here and they want all the money. So I just want you to know that I'm a part of a family business, mm. a legacy. And that's just one of the things we're doing right now in trying to build out my dad's previous space that was a service station is understanding the dollars and the history and all the implications of what didn't happen mm. immediately after his death. So first, I wanna thank you for taking a story that could have been a tragedy and make it into a success. That's what we're supposed to do. Take the bad and the good, and then we get what, beignets, something like that? <laughs> we get pies. get pies. And then for being so open and sharing. So a lot of times when people have what they consider failures in their life, they want to shield those failures and not realizing that they are a tool. So in this whole space, this conversation, what is it, the action that you want our listeners to take, our viewers to take, to be a part of your program, even if they're not here at SUNO, and to begin to grow wealth through legacy building? I would like the audience to go to pioneeractive.com and take the course, register for the course. And at the end of each of the courses, the uh, modules, there's a link where you can click and have a one-on-one -on -one with me. And I would love to work with you in order to put the infrastructure in place for growth uh, and to build those legacies so that the next generation is much better off than the current. So my name is Gail Young, and I've been your host today on Legacy Talks. I've been inspired by everything that I've heard, and I'm going to sign up and take the course. I am 59, well, be 59 in October of this year. You're never too old, and you're never too young, and I hope that I see you there with my professor.